I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to another episode of Scam Squad. I'm here as usual with the wonderful Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson, and she's going to introduce our partner who's back again today from Montecito Bank and Trust for her advice and input on the latest scams. Welcome, Vicki. Hi, Patty. Good to be here. And today I am very happy to have back with us Doris Roof, who is a senior fraud specialist from Montecito Bank and Trust. And as I have said many times, the banks, and particularly Montecito Bank and Trust, are on the front lines of the various scams that are happening, and they are the ones that can step in and hopefully stop these crooks before they get the customer's money. And the reason I say Montecito Bank and Trust is on the front line is because they do an absolutely excellent job of trying to run interference on these scams. And I know sometimes, Doris, you can't. But what can you tell us today? What are the prevalent scams that are happening in our community right now? Well, thank you, Vicki. The first one I'd like to bring up is the puppy scam. And we initially saw this earlier when COVID was first announced and everybody was staying home, etc. We saw the puppy scam appear in our area. Well, it's reappearing again, and we've had a few customers say that they've been a victim to the puppy scam. And what happens is the person is probably looking legitimately for a puppy so that they can go ahead and, you know, bring it home, have a puppy around the house, etc., some contacts. And they click on a link or they click, and it always seems to be like, French bulldogs, and um, and in particular, in a couple of these cases, they were the what I believe they're called like lavender or French bulldogs. They have the blue eyes, and they're actually kind of rare. And people will pay a lot of money for them. And with this particular puppy scam, they feel they're getting a deal, even though they are sending thousands of dollars. But in real life, the dog does cost quite a bit of money if they were purchasing from a legitimate dealer. So the puppy is awfully cute. They start sending. They think they're getting this deal for $2,000 or something. But then all of a sudden, it starts adding up. Oh, well, we can't send it because we're going to need a special airfare. Oh, well, we're going to have to give all these special shots. And it starts adding up and adding up. And then eventually, the person does catch on that it is a scam because they never do get the puppy. And they keep on asking for additional money if it's for crates or whatever. So that is just one particular type of dog, but that's what we've noticed, that the French Bulldogs are really popular. And whoever you are dealing with, I mean, I would suggest looking up, Googling that person or trying to get more information or try to FaceTime with the person, the breeder, or if they're just home breeders. You want to make some kind of contact. This was all by messaging and email and never had face-to-face or phone contact. So somebody's refusing not to talk to you on the phone or doesn't want to do FaceTime and show you the puppy on FaceTime. 
I would pretty much say that it's going to be a scam. So take a few of those extra steps. And, you know, this type of a scam is pretty emotional. You become attached to that puppy and you usually keep on going with the scam because you really want that puppy. You really want the dog. So just take a few extra steps and talk to them in person. Try to do FaceTime so you can see the puppy and take it from there. Know who you're dealing with. Doris, I'm glad you brought this up because I do know that this scam is absolutely rampant right now. People think I'm stuck at home, perfect time to get a puppy. It'll be a companion. It'll be wonderful to have a little puppy around the house for entertainment. And believe me, the scammers are onto it. And they always seem to know what the most popular breed is at the moment. And that's, of course, what they advertise. And like you say, you need to have some kind of personal contact. And I would go so far as to say, if you can't go pick that puppy up in person, forget about it. Because what I'm hearing is that most of the time that a puppy is advertised online, it is a scam if they insist on a long distance transfer. So if you can't pick the puppy up in person, don't do the transaction. Or have somebody that possibly close to that area go check the puppy out. The other couple of scams that we've just been hearing about are the jury duty scam, where they're contacting you and saying, "Uh, you did not appear for jury duty. We've got a warrant out for your arrest. And if you don't pay the fine, then you're going to be arrested. And once again, they play on that emotion, that fear factor. And people will go ahead and start paying the money because they feel like they're going to be arrested. First of all, and Vicki, you may be able to answer this a little bit better, but I would think with COVID right now, there's no jury duty going on. You hang up. You do not talk to them, or if you receive a letter, you contact your local government district and find out if you really were called for jury duty because you never received anything in the first place, and just verify if you really were contacted. And second of all, I doubt that they would ever put out a warrant for your arrest. That's right, Doris. We have very few jury trials happening right now, very, very few. So the chances of you getting a summons is pretty slim. And you're absolutely right. The sheriff is not going to come out and arrest you following a phone call telling you that you missed jury duty. So your best bet, if that happens and you're still unsure, is to call the jury commissioner and they will be able to tell you. But do not, whatever you do, send money to somebody who calls you on the phone claiming to be the sheriff's department, even if the number comes up on your caller ID as the number of the sheriff's department, because you know these crooks can spoof phone numbers. They can make it look like the sheriff's phone number. So thank you also, Doris, for bringing up that scam. Like you just mentioned, Vicki, the caller ID popping up with the name, seems like it's coming from the Santa Barbara courts, whatever. We've actually had a few of our customers state that they are receiving calls, and it appears that it is coming from Montecito Bank and Trust, and it does show our service center phone number appearing. So the customer starts feeling that comfort level and starts giving out information. 
So first of all, a bank will never ask you for information over the phone to um, give your full social security number or can we have your security questions. We would do that further into a conversation, not something right up front and asking you for your online activity and passwords, etc. But that's what's happening. Customers are feeling comfortable because they do feel like they're talking to the bank. And so they'll let them remote into their online banking. They'll give them information. If it says it's the bank calling and they're starting to ask questions that aren't making sense, hang up and you call your bank directly with a phone number that you know or you look up on Google to find that actual service center phone number and talk to them and say, did you just contact me? I just received a phone call from the bank and I don't believe it is. But also people are becoming a victim from the computer pop-up saying that their Norton LifeLock subscription is expiring, would they want to go ahead and cancel it and receive a refund? And then they go ahead and call that number. The number then tells them, okay, you'll see $250 go into your account with, you know, giving the account number. Then what shows up is $25,000, which really isn't $25,000. And they're told to go ahead. Um, Well, they're saying that on the Norton LifeLock side, it shows 25000 and they need to send the money to them. And they always ask for cash, and they go ahead and send out the cash to these addresses. First of all, a business will never ask you to send cash. Um, so first of all, if you do get a pop-up from Amazon or uh, Norton LifeLock or your computer is having some issues, Never call the number that is appearing on the scam. Once again, you go out, you Google that information, and you call a legitimate number and say, I just received a phone call from you. Um, But apparently, they've been receiving quite a few notices that people have been scammed uh, with the Norton LifeLog and the Amazon. I can't tell you how many people I know have received the Amazon text message that Amazon Prime is due, or you've received a, we're having issues sending a package to you, you know, please contact this number, and it's not legitimate. You know, you go out onto your Amazon account, and you check to see what is going on with the Amazon Well, I'm so grateful to both of you ladies for all this great advice. I was contacted. I think it was a text and not an email. I can't even remember. I get so many scam contacts, but they said they were going to renew my Prime membership if I didn't want it renewed to contact them. And I thought, "Ah, that's a scam. They just want my information. So I can't even really remember if I am a Prime member or not. But, uh, (laughs) But I didn't want to contact them through that text. Good for you, Patty. Thank well, you. I, I wanted to just underscore that, that Norton LifeLock is a legitimate company. And these scammers are using legitimate companies, the names of legitimate companies and their logos in many instances to fool you into thinking that you are actually dealing with that company and you are not. And uh, I just think it's interesting, Doris, that um, scammers are calling pretending to be from the bank. It used to be that you might get some pop-up notice on your email with the bank logo 
claiming that there was right. a problem with your account. And now they're actually picking up the phone, it sounds like, and calling their victims. So, yeah. boy, I don't um, know what to say. We, uh, yes, and we've gotten quite a few customers saying, I thought I was talking to the bank. And, you know, and of course, then they give their online credentials. They start off, a lot of times they'll start off pretending like they're calling because of their debit card, possibly um, having, they're from the fraud department and your debit card looks like uh, there are some transactions and they usually use Walmart um, and say, we see a couple of Walmart transactions for $10.58, something like that, or $110, you know, some amount. And then the customer will say, well, no, I never did those. So, you know, now they've, they think they're, the fraud is being stopped and, you know, and then they say, okay, well, we'll go ahead and restrict your account. And, uh, but we'll need to also check in with, to make sure there aren't any other transactions with your online. And, you know, and that's, so the, the customer gets this comfort level that they think they're talking to the bank and the bank is helping them. Um, and that's, and I do want to say banks do have fraud systems and they do get calls from fraud departments, but it's when you start giving out information that they really don't need to know. If you get a call from the fraud department, they don't need your online banking information. They don't really need your account number because they're able to go ahead and stop your card because they have your card number, and that's where the they're making you think the fraud is from. So they should be able to just stop the card if it were a legitimate bank calling you, and they wouldn't need all that additional information. So, As I've said many times before, these crooks are becoming ever more sophisticated and ever more clever in the ways that they try to scam us. So we really have to be on red alert and if somebody is asking for information that sounds a little bit too personal and a little bit too financial, just be wary, end the phone call, and call the company that they were supposedly representing. So, Doris, I really want to thank you once again for coming on the show with these updated warnings. Uh, it's really helpful to know what scams are circulating in our community so we can be on alert. And we always count on you and Montecito Bank and Trust to uh, keep us updated. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Doris. You are welcome. Do we have any time for good news? Or oh, we... always time for good news. <laughs> always time. Okay. <laughs> so you might wonder where these scammers get all of this information about us. Where do they get our mailing addresses? How do they know where to find us? Well, they get them sometimes from very legitimate marketing companies. There was a marketing, there is a marketing company called Epsilon Data Management, which is one of the largest marketing companies in the world. And they recently entered into a settlement with the Department of Justice to resolve a criminal charge for selling millions of Americans' information to scammers. And apparently they knew they were selling oh, consumer lists wow. to mass mailing fraud schemes, particularly those fraud schemes involved in false sweepstakes, 
mm-hmm. and astrology solicitations. So these schemes apparently also disproportionately affected the elderly and other vulnerable individuals. So the Department of Justice, they were able to catch up with these people. They were able to file a criminal lawsuit. And in order to resolve the suit, the marketing company agreed to pay $150 million to reimburse some of the victims of these particular frauds. And once again, I'm going to quote something that was in this article from Deputy Chief Postal Inspector Craig Goldberg. And this is what he said, firms that amass big data assume a big responsibility to ensure this data is not used by malicious actors. If you cater to criminals who are exploiting Americans through the U.S. mail, postal inspectors are coming for you. So isn't it nice to know that our federal government is on this? Thank you to them. Yeah, it is nice to know, and I'm glad they sent a big message to those big data companies because that's yep. so unconscionable. Thank you, Vicki. You're welcome. Thank well, you. Thank you both. I'm so glad that you're keeping me and the community informed about all these scams and look forward to talking to you next week, Vicki, and talking to Doris or another representative from Monticello Bank and Trust next month. Thank you, Patty. Thank you. Okay. Bye, Bye-bye. everybody. Bye-bye.